Father, we thank you for your word. Oh, how we need your, a fresh word from you. And so today, open our ears, open our eyes, open our mind. Give us willing hearts, not only to hear, but motivate us, Lord God, to put shoes and action to your word and put it into practice. Because you say it is only in doing that we blessed. So speak to our hearts, Holy Spirit. And um, help us to navigate the truth of your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. I, I, I want to bring a message, a practical message to you that will bless your heart. We are in part 13 of our 15-part survey of the book of James. Uh, more than a survey, it is a study. We're really drilling down, taking our time and allowing God to speak to us. And so today I want to talk to you about patience. The benefits and the blessings of patience. Patience. The when, the why, and the how of patience to be blessed by God. Now, see if you agree with this. See if you agree with this, right? That a lot of our life we will spend waiting, right? As a little kid, we can't wait to start school, isn't that? Then we can't wait to get out of school, right? Then we cannot wait to fall in love and get married. And then we can't wait when we get married to have kids and be a parent. Uh, and then we, we can't wait to retire. We spend all our life waiting. Life is a sequence of waiting. Would you agree with that? Now, uh, there are so many things in life that test our patience. How about this? I looked it up, right? I looked down on the internet. Highway traffic, right? You're in a traffic, you want to go somewhere, traffic is bogged down. It tests your patience, doesn't that? I know it tests mine. How about following behind somebody on the speed lane and they are taking their sweet time? I mean, really going like 30 miles per hour on the highway on a speed lane, right? You wonder what, what's happening. And there is this big gap in front of them. That would test your patience, isn't that, right? Uh, how about this? OCD, right? O dealing with obsessive, impulsive disorder friends or family members. Like everything has to be just pristine, pristine right it's like you sit here no 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 don't sit here no don't cross your leg no remove this from here it's like oh my gosh can i just breathe <laughs> ocd people it really tests your, your patience doesn't that right how about when you are in front of the grocery line or in a store and someone in front of you gets very very chatty with the checkout person I mean, you hear them talking about their grandchildren and their vacation and the weather and theirs, and it's like, can you tell this person to move on? <laughs> it, it, it can get, it can test your patience, right? Uh, so, so life is, is uh, and, and, and how about dealing with irritating people, people who are just irritating, people who are just annoying, people who are just testy. How about this? How about this? And I, and I listen, I don't, I'm, I'm not trying to get you to feel bad. How about this? How about going to the bathroom and, and someone didn't flush the toilet. How about that? Does it really get you testy? Does it get you upset about that? <laughs> right? Really test your patience. We hate to wait. Right? That's the point of that. This is the now generation. We don't like to wait. Now, have you also noticed this? Have you noticed that the more expensive restaurant that you, you go to, the, the longer you have to wait? Right? There are actually five different waits when you go to a restaurant. You wait in the waiting area to get a seat. Then after you've waited to get a seat, what happens? You have to wait to get the menu, even when you know what to order. 
then what happens? You got to wait for them to come back to take your order, right? <laughs> then you have to then wait after you've placed the order for your food to come back to you at the table, <laughs> right? Then after you're done eating, you want to get up and leave, but guess what? You can't leave because you have to wait to be able to get what? The check to pay for it. Any reason why they call the staff their waiter or waitress? It's like, wait. <laughs> so today we're going to be looking at what the Apostle James tells us about waiting. How we can enjoy the benefits of patience, the when, the why, and the how of patience so that we can be blessed. It's a fascinating portion of scripture, and the reason this is important is because if you want to be successful in life, you must develop and practice patience. Do you agree with that? Every successful thing came through the element of waiting, of patience. You need patience in every area of your life. So let's just jump into this amazing, amazing passage of scripture and then let's unpack these truths. Up on the screen, right there on your sermon outline. For those of you who love going online, go on favoritelife.org. Uh, Sunday service, you see all the scriptures and the key points right there. Let's jump right into it. James 5, beginning from verse 7 to 12. It says, be patient then, my friends, until the Lord comes, see how patient farmers, as they wait for their land to produce precious crops. They wait patiently for the autumn and spring rains, so also you must be patient. Keep your hopes high, for the day of the Lord's coming is near. Do not complain against one another, my friends, so that God will not judge you. The judge is near, ready to appear. My friends... Remember the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Take them as examples of patient endurance on the suffering. We call them happy because they endured. You have heard of Job's patience and you know how the Lord provided for him in the end. For the Lord is full of mercy and compassion. Amen. In this short passage of scripture, my good friends, of about, of, of, of about five uh, verses... The Apostle James uses the word patience or weight or endurance nine times. And if you've been here in this church, you've heard me say over and over again, one way to understand the passage of Scripture is one, one way is to look at the key words, words that are emphasized or repeated. Nine times in five small uh, verses, James says, be patient, wait, endure. And he uses three different illustrations to teach us when to wait, why we ought to be patient, and how to be patient. Now, the reason this is important is that learning to be patient is a hard lesson in life. We don't grow up as babies being patient, right? And sometimes if we don't learn those lessons as adults going into our senior years, we will carry impatience with us and as a result, miss out on great benefits, great blessings that, that God has in store for us. And so James, very methodically, in a very, <laughs> very insightful way, shows us why and how to develop patience. So let's jump right into it. James is, isn't saying we have to be patient all the time. He's not saying we have to be patient all the time. But he says there are three special times when you need that extra dose of patience when dealing with circumstances, dealing with people, and then dealing with problems. When dealing with circumstances that are beyond your control, dealing with people that 
are hard to get along and then dealing with problems that you don't understand and can't handle that yourself, right? So let's look at it. Here's where we need an extra dose, extra dose of patience so that we don't miss out on God's blessing for us to be blessed, right? Be patient when circumstances are what? Uncontrollable. One more time. Be patient when circumstances are uncontrollable. Have you figured out that a lot of life is beyond your control? <laughs> you can't keep your thumb on everything, can you? And James uses, he uses the farmer as an example of when circumstances are, under, are, are uncontrollable. Look at verse 7, verse 7 of our text, James 5. He says what? Be patient then, my friends, until the Lord's coming. See how patient farmers are as they wait for their land to produce precious crops. And he tells us that part of the job description of a farmer is they do a lot of waiting. Right? You got to wait to till the land. You can't just go and till the land at any time. It's the right time to till the land. Then you've got to wait to plant the seeds. Then you've got to wait to prune. Then you've got to wait to be able to harvest. There's a lot of factors in waiting. Yet more than the factors of waiting also, there are things to be done while you are waiting. And these are the factors that the farmer cannot control in their life. Right? They can't control the weather. They can't control when the rain is going to come in and how strong or how soft the rain is going to be. They can't control the heat. They can't control the economy. Right? They have to deal with a lot of uncontrollable situations. They cannot control the customer demand and what kind of profit they're going to get from their crop. Right? They can't. And so James, inspired by the Holy Spirit, is teaching us this, that, that there are a lot of things in life that are uncontrollable. And so you've got to learn to be patient when things are outside of your control. Other than that, guess what? Impatience will move you off the skids and miss out on what God has in store for you. Now, have you realized that if you don't learn this lesson, what happens is this, that when you realize that the situation is beyond your control, what do you do? You press on the gas and you try to control what's uncontrollable. And guess what? You move yourself from the frying pan to the fire. You, get a, you, you move from a hard situation to perhaps a desperate situation because you don't know that, hey, I can't control this. I can't control this person. I can't control the circumstance. I can't control the weather. I can't control the traffic. I can't control what's happening right now. Therefore, what? I need to be patient. We need to have patience in incontrollable situations. Next also, next also, when should I have extra dose of patience is this. We've got to be patient when people are what? Unchangeable and uncooperative. How many of you know that you can't control people? Quit trying to control people. If, I mean, even a baby, at some point, you realize very, very early that I can't control my baby. You say, I love this baby. I love this baby. They'll do whatever they say. Tough luck. Right? Moms, you know that, right? I mean, grandparents, you know that, right? <laughs> Uh, so when people are uncontrollable and people can't, don't want to change, don't, don't, don't sweat it. Don't, don't blow a gasket. Don't, don't, don't get overheated. It, it, you, you, you're going to mess your life up because you, you are not a cop of the world. You are not the judge. You're not a controller of people. When people are unchangeable and uncontrollable, you've got to be patient. And James teaches us this. Look at this. Look at, look at verse, 10, verse 10. He says, brothers and sisters, follow the example of the prophets who spoke for the Lord. They suffered many hard things because they were patient. And he uses the example of the prophet. He says, follow the example. They suffered many hard things. They were patient. Their job was to speak the truth to people. Their job was to encourage people to repent. Their job was to pr pray for people. And how hard-headed, how hard-headed the God's people were, and we are today. 
And it says, learn that example. They, 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 the prophets didn't get upset. They didn't quit preaching the word of God. They didn't quit praying for people. They didn't quit speaking the truth of God's word to people. He says, learn that example. That when people are difficult and people are unchanging and people are uncooperative, like the prophets who were sent to preach the word of God, you got to be patient. And if you're not patient with people, guess what's happened? You're going to mess your own life. I mean, what you're doing is wrong, but your impatience has gotten you to do a wrong thing that has what? Messed up your life. And so you got to be patient. You got to be patient. Now, the word patience, the word patience in Greek, it means refusing to retaliate. It means long-tempered. It means long fuse. In other words, God's saying, don't blow a fuse. Don't blow a, 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 a gasket quickly on the slight provocation. Don't get overheated with people. And if you're going to have success with people, if you're going to be a success as a parent, if you're going to be, be a successful spouse, if you're going to have success with your kids, with your grandkids, with your family members, with your church members, with your customers, with your co-workers, with people, even with pets, you've got to learn patience. And so when people are unchanging and unresponsive and when people are uncooperative, what do you do? God is saying, I didn't send you to change people. You are responsible for who? You. Right? Hello? The, you, the, the, that's your brother. That's your sister. That's your mom. That's your dad. That's your uncle. That's your aunt. But you, God says, you are not what, responsible for another person. Glory. The, the, everyone is responsible for themselves. And so when, they, when people are not changing, you can help them. You can try to advise them. You can pray for them. But that's, that's where it stops. Don't blow a gasket because you're going to miss out on God's blessing for your life. Now, the third, the third reason that God tells us, why, when should I be patient? Be patient when circumstances are uncontrollable. Be patient when people are unchanging and are difficult and won't cooperate with you. Thirdly, also, when should I be patient? Uh, James, in spite of his prayer, says, what? be patient when problems are what? unexplainable. And the classic example he gives us is what? Job. So first, he gives us the example of the farmer, then the prophets. Now he says, look at Job. Look at uh, James 5.11. He says, you have heard of who? Job's patience. You've heard of who? Job's patience. And Job played in the Super Bowl of suffering, right? And he won the championship. He was the wealthiest man that ever lived. He had everything going for him in a two-day period. Everything fell apart. In 48 hours, everything fell apart in the life of Job. He went bankrupt. All his children were murdered. He got an incurable, deadly disease that was very, very painful. And if you think you've had problems in your in life, if you're having a rough day, in two days, Job lost his family, his friends, his finances. Family, friends, finances. He suffered materially, suffered physically, suffered socially, suffered financially, suffered mentally. He talks about, he says, I'm going crazy. I've lost my mind in the book of Job. Over and over, he mentions that. He suffered in every kind of way. And God allowed the devil to take away everything in his life except for a nagging wife. Sometimes we need that, don't we? 
And the worst part of Job's suffering was that he had absolutely no idea, absolutely no idea why he was suffering. There was no human explanation why this guy was going through what he did. For 37 chapters in the book of Job, God didn't even talk to Job. It was just Job who was just bloviating, talking, his friends talking, 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 and the heavens were silent. No, no single reason why I'm going through what I'm going through. When you ask the question, why me? He says, be patient when, when, when problems are unexplainable. You're trying to get ahead in life, and the harder you try, sometimes life throws you a curveball. There are difficult situations that pop up. Problems where you don't know where it came from. Delays that all of a sudden come in. It seems like you are standing at the longest stop light in your life. This is when God says, I want you to exercise what? Patience. Life is not fair. Who said life is fair? Who said everybody goes through life the easy way? Nobody said that. Jesus said in this life, you're going to have problems. So why me? Why not you? Guess what? Even when you think your problems are worse, somebody is going through a far difficult problem than you've ever experienced in your life. Do you believe that? There are some people today who will take all your problems and still rejoice in that because they are going through the washing machine and still haven't gotten out of it. They have been really, 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 I mean, life is just hitting them left, right, front, and center in all directions. And so he says when problems are unexplainable, we've got to be what? Be patient. So when do we need an extra dose of patience when circumstances are uncontrollable, when people are unchangeable and uncooperative, and when my problems are what? Unexplainable. 